Hello, my name is Anofrio Castillo, reporter for InfraLogic. Thank you for joining us today. Our topic is new versus mature technologies in the U.S. renewables market. We'll chat at length about how some European capital is weighing investments in asset classes like solar and wind versus perhaps less proven technologies like biogas and storage in the United States. Our guest is Matthias Berghardt, head of RDN Infrastructure and a member of the executive committee there. He is responsible for technological development at the Paris-based private equity firm. Hello, Matthias. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Nofrio. Good to, to speak with you. Of course. First of all, let's define what is meant by new and mature technologies from RDN's perspective. How do you define each and differentiate between them? We try to be, to be simple. Technologies which are, I would say, mature are technologies where, uh, which has been operating for decades, like uh, wind onshore and offshore, solar, uh, PV, hydro, and some kind of biomass. Not all can be considered as mature. What, I, what is new then? Battery storage, some uh, biofuels or biogas uh, productions, and uh, last but not least, hydrogen. It's not always black and white. Huh? Some mature uh, wind technologies, uh, well, some wind technologies are obviously very mature, some others which are uh, deep uh, deep sea uh, wind farms uh, can be considered as uh, new or at least from the risk profile will embed some technological risk. Yeah, I appreciate the need for nuance. Obviously, the, there's a lot of conversation all throughout the world about the new technologies that are going to be developed. I mean, we've heard about geothermal in Japan, and of course, Ardian has been active in, in developing green hydrogen. So I do think that it'll mean different things to different people. But to move on, is, is investing more heavily in mature technologies just a matter of hedging your bets? Is it strictly economic? Or is there another perhaps less obvious reason? Is there an ideological element to investing in new technologies in particular? Well, on Ardian side, I think compared to other peers, we have really a more industrial approach. That's why we only focus on three industrial sectors, energy, transport, and telecom. On the energy, uh, I think from a risk profile, the best thing when you're a long-term investor is, is to be diversified. So it's good to rely uh, on mature technologies, which provide, I would say, more certainty, but you see have a lower return to the technologies, which may bring not only more return, more return, but also a certain level of hedging against obsolescence of the more mature technology. Uh, that's why, for example, in our American fund, we are combining both wind, solar, and battery storage, because I think the best protection or the best risk return is not the sum of individual investment, but rather the right mix. Obviously, uh, um, we have a strong conviction on energy transition, and we really believe that hydrogen, clean hydrogen, as you mentioned, is really will be an important element, uh, a critical element of the future mix. But doesn't mean necessarily that we consider from the risk return profile is or today eligible towards regular, I would say, infrastructure funds. That's why we have launched a specific fund for uh, clean hydrogen. And I have to say that the, the success has been uh, much beyond our expectations. Can you compare and contrast the commercial market for each? And, and by each, I, of course, mean new and mature technologies in the U.S. right now. How do sellers differ from one another? And what kinds of buyers are you competing with? That's a good question. Well, basically, both markets, you will find the institutional investors and GPs. Maybe the difference, the slight difference you will see in Europe is that you have more strategic buyers, 
utilities and also all companies are probably a little are more active in Europe than we, we see in the US where energy funds and institutional investors are probably uh, the, the, the bulk of, of our competitors. Can we break this down by assets versus platforms? You told me in a previous conversation that Ardian will favor assets in the near term. Obviously, right now in the US, there's a premium for operational solar assets, uh, given the supply chain and other macroeconomic issues. When considering new technologies, is it better to approach platforms or assets and why? So the reality is that today, when there is a platform for sale, investors are ready, whether strategic investor or whether financial investors, a significant premium to get access to this platform that will allow them to invest then on new assets and new projects. For me, this premium has been just too high in the recent times. Maybe things are changing with a change in the macro uh, environment. But our approach is slightly different and maybe ahead of the rest of the market. We believe that in the future, financial investors or GPs like us cannot just be mere investors buying at the right point in time, bet on the right management, and then sell. We have to bring value to the management team of the platform we buy or the asset we buy. That's why we are recruiting ourselves, industrial engineers, experts in uh, operation and maintenance of turbine, experts of construction of uh, wind or solar plants or uh, CCGTs. So we have to compete and be provide a similar service that will provide a strategic investor. Otherwise, you will be just competing for cost of capital and in, a, in an environment where cost of capital tend to go up, you will uh, really uh, struggle uh, to meet returns. That's why I think that the next stage really is that people like us have not only the specialist people, in the, the engineers which are knowledgeable about construction, operation, optimization, hedging on the energy market, but also develop their own operation systems. And you know that uh, we have developed uh, our operation system and risk energy market system as well called Opta. So now for me, the, 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 the next type of uh, uh, GPs or asset managers in the energy space will have to be an hybrid animal between the flexibility of a financial investor and the technical expertise and capabilities of a strategic investor. We've touched on uh, macroeconomic issues such as supply chain entanglements, inflation, and geopolitical conflict, what with the, the tariffs with China and, and the war in Ukraine. Uh, have these issues impacted one class more heavily than the other? Uh, if so, how? Basically, uh, we are just at the beginning of to assess uh, the full impact of this crisis. Uh, we are seeing that uh, companies which are uh, sensitive to inflation and cannot pass through the full uh, impact of the cost of energy or have difficulties on the supply chain are suffering more than others. We are really focused as an infrastructure investor, really on the inflation link uh, real assets, which obviously have a, have a better protection. On more specifically on the renewable energy sector, we have seen all the sector which has uh, plants under construction uh, experiencing delay between three and six months. And that's probably not the end of it. The cost of uh, equipments are, are higher. So that's where I think there will be a difference between experience, I would say, 
uh, fund managers which have the capability to, to negotiate with the suppliers and people which are less experienced, which maybe have been more aggressive relying for future developments on, on debt or capital markets, which will not be there. So that's where we will see a, a more difference. Also, back to your point between mature and more, I would say, new technologies, then again, there is a fly for quality. We see, we expect banks and debt general supporting essentially not only the most proven and resilient projects, but also uh, to limit the number of counterparts they want. So there will be, again, more selectivity of the banks, which will uh, favor stronger players with stronger capacity and lower risk. You know, to, to ask a question on the fly, I, I wonder, do you think some of these valuations and new technologies might be a bit inflated in the near term because of these multiple geopolitical and, and, and social crises that we've been experiencing? I mean, if the, the, the supply chain works itself out in the near term, if the war in Ukraine is resolved, if the Biden administration lifts the, the Chinese tariffs, uh, I don't know that there's a lot of indication that they will, but I suppose it's possible. Could, could some of these things go down? Could the valuations drop in some of these newer classes? The economics don't work so much anymore. I mean, I think a lot of hay has been made about how hydrogen is is more competitive now than it was uh, before the war in Ukraine. So I, I'm just wondering, like, could some people maybe be caught holding the bag, so to speak, if, if these valuations drop? I think, uh, obviously, different uh, investors or reasonable investors are not taking for granted that the energy price will remain as high for, for longer. Uh, we assume that uh, maybe in the next uh, 18 months to year, we'll still have high price, but at some point they will come back to more normal levels. Nevertheless, clearly we will not go back to the previous prices. Why? Because I think there's a before and an after the Ukraine war. And somehow there's also vision, which is now different on the benefit and risk of the globalization. Globalization was about reducing cost of production, and that was the main driver of our economy and business decisions. Now we realize that cost is obviously a very important factor. However, it's not the only one. Security of uh, supply is as critical, and we see that Germany has exposed themselves to an incredible high risk by uh, putting all their eggs on the, on the Russian energy, which is uh, fueling the second largest, I think, economy uh, industry in the world. So we see that also, and that was a, we realized that in the COVID crisis, having all our standard medicine produce uh, thousands of kilometers uh, from, from our market has also a risk. So that's why, despite after this crisis, which will take uh, at least a couple of years, we, the price of energy will be lower, but they will embed more cost due to uh, security and a need of diversification of the mix. And also, I'm convinced, the need for decarbonization of the economy, which again will make that uh, the, the only criteria will not be the, the cost. So <clears throat> the cost on energy will, uh, will be higher in the future and will be, need to be cleaner and safer. In, in safer, I mean more local uh, production in the mix. Mm, fantastic. On locating acquisitions in the United States, the, the process of it, what, what kinds of personnel needs come with each 
mature and new technologies? Do you need team members with different areas of expertise to find each one? Or is there enough crossover the competency in one lends itself to the other? Have you found yourself having to have a wide net when it comes to, to personnel and expertise to be able to do both? Today, as I was mentioning before, a fund investor, a GP, cannot just be just a financial investor having just very good financial backgrounds in their team. You need also to have industrial backgrounds, engineers capable of operating and maintaining your plans. You know, they, they are the most uh, efficient in terms of operation, but also in terms of adding uh, new technologies. That's why, for example, we call a lot today's world in the energy market. When you have a plant, you need to do the repowering, meaning increasing the size of your uh, and replacing your turbine by a bigger turbine, taking advantage of the, the sites, but also hybridization, which is basically when you have, for example, wind farm putting solar plants using the same grid connection. So taking the full advantage of your existing uh, access to the network, which has obviously a, a lot of value. And also because you diversify the technologies, you are able to uh, basically provide a more predictable uh, energy production uh, output. I, I do feel like I've spoken to a number uh, of people, uh, it, mostly U.S. buyers, who, who feel like, well, they have competency in, in one class. They've been doing solar. They've been doing wind. And yeah, they would like to get into some of the new the new emerging technologies, but they don't really know who to hire uh, is, is a big problem, exactly how to find the right, the right people to be able to do it well. So... I do think that there's a lot of consternation in this country around that. But to move on to, to financing, when it comes to sourcing additional financing after you've made an acquisition, perhaps for project debt, construction debt, what, what challenges are unique to each mature and new technologies? Is it more difficult to, to raise that kind of capital for the newer technologies? Is it more expensive? Can you contrast those two for us? No, I agree. And uh, these... Uh the uh, problem is becoming more acute. Huh? Obviously, the banks traditionally, they want to finance uh, the more mature technologies, not to be exposed to market risk. So it's even more true today. Huh? Today, we see that uh, the, the debt has disappeared for many sectors. Um, we see that in the in the private equity world, uh, much less debt is available. If, and when it's available, it's, it's much more expensive. In the infrastructure space, we still have access to debt, in particular for, I would say, uh, counterparts like us or, or the big guys, which uh, have, uh, I would say, a strong reputation and bank relationship. So clearly, if you are a new developer or new uh, small size fund manager, it specialize on new technologies in the energy space, it will be very difficult. So that will be, I would say, a flight for quality. But it doesn't mean that, for example, you cannot invest in new technologies. I mean, the fact that we raise uh, so fast uh, our uh, hydrogen fund, much faster than we have anticipated, shows that with the right uh, team, uh, and that's where you, your comment was absolutely true, you need to the key question is, do you have the best expert in the market to tackle with uh, uh, the risk, but also to source the right deals? And you, you, you still can uh, attract capital, whether debt or equity. What about tax equity? I, I imagine some of the larger mature assets, you know, they already have their tax equity in place, whereas newer technologies perhaps aren't large or far enough along yet to, to attract that kind of attention. Is there a differentiation that you can explain for us between, between mature and new technologies when it comes to tax equity? Well, it's a good point. 
tax equity first is very uh, specific for for example for, for for the US market we don't see that much that in Europe but uh, it's always been I would say a challenge huh? uh, and there is a scarce product under huh, tax equity that it will become even more true under current environment huh? and again if you are an equity and, uh, and tax equity investor you will uh, and you can choose you will go for the more mature assets with uh, with lower risks for sure that pretty much gets through a lot of what I wanted to ask you. I wonder, is there anything else that I should be asking you? What What would you say to, to the audience today? What is fascinating is that we are entering a new world because nobody would have anticipated the price of energy today, the price of hydrocarbon increasing coal plant turn on again in Europe, and there will be a, a before and an after of the current uh, crisis. So we have, nobody has anticipated also that Europe will have to plan a drastic reduction on consumption from their industry. So cutting the production of their industry to be able to face supplies, the need for, 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 for gas supply. So the world will be different in the sense that cost matters in terms of energy, but our thing which are much more important than that is the, the, the security of supply. And also, as the success of our, our clean hydrogen fund shows, decarbonization of the economy is still a very strong driver in the energy market and the economy as, as a whole. So I think for people like us, we are entering a new era and investors and GPs will have to have different capabilities that they had in the past if they want to be really taking advantage of the market and mitigating the risk, which are very different than they were maybe three or two or three years ago. So that's all the questions that I have for you today. I want to thank you again for joining us and thank everyone for listening. Our topic has been new versus mature technologies in the U.S. renewables market. Uh, from the perspective of European capital, our guest was Matthias Berghardt, head of Ardian Infrastructure. My name is Onofrio Castilla for Infralogic, and please join us next time. Mm-hmm.